You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it is another edition of Locked On Lions. Welcome in on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you for a post-game podcast on Sunday, October 28th into Monday, October 29th. The Lions a loser today at Ford Field 28-14 to as the Seahawks come in and basically do whatever they want to the Detroit Lions on this Sunday afternoon in a kind of a watershed game for Detroit. Three and three big road games coming up next with Minnesota and Chicago divisional road games on the docket. Lions needed to come home with some momentum after spanking the Dolphins in Miami yesterday and face a Seahawks team, quite honestly, that was very average themselves at three and three, uh, beat some pretty lousy opponents, and really hadn't had that great performance this season. And today, Russell Wilson came in, the Seahawks offensive line came in, Chris Carson came in, something called David Moore came in to Ford Field and kicked the Lions' ass up and down the field. Today was a disgusting performance by Detroit. The numbers bear it out. I can run through every stat known man to mankind. But the bottom line is the Seahawks were the better team today. Uh, They had a three and out early and punted. The Lions got the football, went 91 yards, Stafford, a a terrific play to get out of traffic, and then throw a a bomb down the left sideline to Marvin Jones for a touchdown. It was 7-0 Detroit. They did whatever they wanted in the first five or six minutes of this football game. And then the balloon popped, and the Seahawks looked like the Seahawks, and Pete Carroll looked like Pete Carroll, and the Lions looked like the Lions. And unfortunately, the Seahawks come out of Ford Field with a road victory to get to 4-3. and and the Lions dropped to 3 and 4, 28 to 14. Welcome into our post game pod right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening. Your tweets are always welcome, and we'll read some of those at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, on Twitter and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Coming up on the show here, um, Matt, uh, not Matthew Stafford, Matt Patricia says the Lions were out coached today and said they had to do a better job coaching. I'll tell you why Matt Patricia is 100% correct. Also, some very interesting post-game comments from Ricky Jean-Francois, Ricky Jean-Francois, and Golden Tate. It appears the Detroit Lions were fat and sassy. Oh, there's nothing better than fat and sassy kitty cats. Looks like the Lions mailed this week in, and two veteran players explained that was the case. We'll tell you about those comments momentarily. Also, the latest on Urgent Care Ziggy, UCZ is in full effect. We'll get into that. And game balls as well, right here on Locked on Lions on the post-game pod, Seahawks 28, Lions 14. Number one, you look at the numbers, and you see that Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense did whatever they wanted today. When the Lions lose football games, it's simple. Their defensive line gets pushed around, and that happened again today. Yes, the Lions had a couple of sacks. Eh, Russell Wilson had all day to throw for most of the day. Russell Wilson had a perfect passer rating today. 158.3 is a perfect passer rating. 14 out of 17, 248 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He threw three incompletions on the road. That's incredible. And his receivers made some plays. The back shoulder stuff was working all day. He had time to throw, both in the pocket and outside of the pocket, and it also helps when you have a running game. Today, Chris Carson ran for a buck 05, 4.2 per carry, and a touchdown. 
Wilson himself ran for seven and a half a carry and two carries for 15 yards. Mike Davis, 10 carries, 33 yards. The Seahawks ran for 176 yards. Do you realize that their punter, Michael Dixon, ran for nine yards on a botched by the Lions Seahawks attempt at using some clock and taking a safety? Dixon would have been the Lions' second leading rusher today. He had nine yards rushing. The Lions' leading rusher, Kerryon Johnson, had 22. Next in line was Matthew Stafford with one. LeGarrette Blunt, three carries for three yards. The Lions were outgained today on the ground, 176 to 34. I feel for you, Lions fans. I do. And I'm a fan, too. This was awful. Once the Lions went up 7 nothing, the place was jumping. But that second quarter, the Seattle Seahawks did whatever they wanted on both sides of the ball. Put up 21 unanswered points. Went in at the half up 21-7. to Wilson was just throwing BBs. Lions couldn't stop the run. Then in the second half, the defense actually showed up. But then the Lions turned it over twice. Matthew Stafford holding the football like a loaf of bread walking down Main Street. And then that interception at the end with the team driving, trying to get to within seven. And he throws an interception not seeing. Um... Uh, who was it that picked him off? It'll come to me. I'll 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 figure it out. It'll come to me. Not seeing Justin Coleman underneath, and now the Lions sit dead last in the division at three and four. This was a golden opportunity to move up within in the division and to make a little noise before they got to go to Minnesota next Sunday. Man, this was a bad loss. Bad loss. And look, give Seattle credit. Pete Carroll is a Hall of Fame coach. Don't tell me he's not. He had two weeks to prepare for the Lions and the game plan and the mix of run and pass and the um, uh, the play calling, the scheming was right there all day. And the Lions did a lousy job with coaching. How do I know? Matt Patricia said it after the game. And then, in a moment of zen... From Golden Tate and Ricky Jean-Francois, two veterans after the game, both admitting that this football team was ill-prepared to play today. Let's start with Golden Tate. If you heard Golden Tate today on the post-game show on the flagship, 760 WJR. Golden Tate was uh, up in the bar or wherever they do the post-game show with Steve Courtney and uh, and, and Shawnee B. And, and, and Golden Tate said, we didn't have a good week of practice. And it showed in the game. What? You just won two in a row. You had a bye week before Miami. You're rested. And what do you mean you didn't have a good week of practice? This was the Seahawks coming in. This was a team that's owned the NFC the last few years. The team didn't have a good week of practice. That's on the coaching staff. Then, Ricky Jean, uh, Ricky Jean-Francois doubles down. Quote, we didn't focus on nothing. We couldn't stop the run, and we let the Seattle offense control the game. We killed ourselves in penalties. We didn't connect with their plays, and we didn't focus at all. We were just out there playing. I just want everybody to lock back in. Lock in for these next 10 weeks. Just lock in. Leave everything else alone outside of this building. I know you love your family, but tell them you'll see them in February. Just lock in and do your job. 
He continued, we came out flat with no focus. We just weren't ready to go again. That team came off that bus ready to go. They were ready to execute everything. They were ready to put their skills on display. We just came out there and weren't focused at all. End quote, Ricky Jean-Francois. Well, I'm glad somebody said it. The Lions looked ill-prepared, unfocused, and their players admitted it. How does that happen? You just went down to Miami and beat down a winning team on the road in the heat. You should be coming home with some momentum. You're not playing Cam Chancellor, Legion of Boom, Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch. These are not the same Seahawks as the team that was going to Super Bowls every year. Do they still have Russell Wilson? Yes. Is their offensive line looks like it's getting better? Sure. They still have Doug Baldwin? Yeah. He had two catches today. You know, I, I, I get it. They don't suck. Nobody's saying Seattle's horrible. They still have Bobby Wagner. Yep, they do. But that that's that's that that's unacceptable today. And that's a bad look. Here's another thing. Kenny Galladay getting one target is a farce. You got yourselves a big-time weapon on the outside, and he sees one target? One catch for 12 yards in the third quarter. Oh, oh, but we're not going to get Kenny Galladay involved, but let's put Amir Abdullah back out there on kick returns. The guy hasn't touched a football in two months. What's he doing out on the field? Seattle scores a touchdown, 7-7. Lions get the ball back. Game's not lost yet in the second quarter. And Abdullah fumbles the kickoff. That's coaching. Why is he out there? I understand Jamal Agnew is hurt. I get it. But you're bringing a guy off of mothballs, out of mothballs, who hasn't played at all. And you're putting him on kick returns? Huge mistake. And a huge mistake. Three tur- turnover game for the Lions today. Two of them on Stafford, uh, Stafford on the fumble loss and the interception. Seattle doesn't turn it over. Th- this was just, uh, you just had a bad feeling second quarter. You just did about this football game. Matt Stafford today. First game in the last six now, under 100 in passer rating. 27 out of 43, 10, two touchdowns and a pick was sacked three times. The offensive line did not do enough today. And this has really been the story of the season. When the Lions O-lines and D-lines dominate, they win. When they get dominated, they lose. And there's no in-between. The Lions pushed the Patriots around, they pushed the Packers around, and they pushed the Dolphins around last week. But in these other games, they've been pushed around. The Jets did it to them. The Niners did it to them. The Cowboys did it to them. And today, the Seahawks did it. And we're not talking about a Seahawks team that has Michael Bennett up front anymore or even Cliff Averill. But boy, some of those young guys that they've got on their D-line, Bradley, Bradley McDougald had a big game today. Frank Clark got a sack. Brutal performance today from the Lions. And the players admitted it. Hey, you want to check out Locked On Pistons right here on the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. Matt Shook with all of your Pistons news each and every day on Locked On Pistons. We bring every, every NFL team, every NBA team, and that includes our buddy Matt Shook hosting Locked On Pistons. You can check it out right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
All right, so let's talk about before the game's uh, big news, and that was that Ziggy Yonsa once again was placed on the, on the deactivated list for the game today due to that sore shoulder. Uh, the Lions lose 28-14 to 14 to the Seahawks. We're going to get to some of your tweets and some of your Facebook messages in a second here, uh, Facebook comments in a second here, but I, I just I don't understand. If Ziggy Ansah's shoulder is bothering him, why didn't the Lions put him on injured reserve after week one, where he could come off later in the season? Every week, the Lions go into the game with one less player than they need. Every week, the other team has one more player, more eligible, more healthy, more ready than the Lions. If you place him on injured reserve with the ability to come off of the IR later in the season, you're wasting a roster spot. You can go out and sign somebody else and add them to the 53-man roster. Why is Ziggy Ansah on this roster? And what is going on? This is ridiculous. He practices every week, but then never plays. Urgent care Ziggy should be gone. Put him on IR and take us out of our misery, and and then he'll walk in the offseason. Why is he on the team? He's not going to play. And I don't know if the Lions are too embarrassed to come forward and admit what's going on. Matt Patricia got pretty angry last week at Michael Rothstein from ESPN.com who asked him what's going on, and he said when he's ready to play, he'll play. But if he practices every week and he's questionable, it's not like he's doubtful. It's not like the Lions have uh, designated him as out on Fridays. What is going on? And I have no inside information. I can only speculate that this cat does not want to play for this team. And unless he's 100% healthy, He's going to ride this out and wait for free agency. That's what I think. He's gone. Long gone. Well, the Lions wasted $17.1 million on him then. They should know their player. Bob Quinn was here. Matt Patricia wasn't, but Bob Quinn was here. I tried to tell you guys this summer, do not, do not franchise tag him. Do not. He's not reliable enough. He's not that good. Yeah, does he make them better as a, as a defensive line? Of course he does. He's had some pretty decent seasons. But he's not healthy. And now it appears he doesn't want to play. I don't know how else to describe it if he's practicing during the week. If he's not practicing and they got to shut him down, fine. But he practices. This is a bizarre situation, and it is one that leaves the Lions shorthanded every single week. Because if he's not going to play, put him on IR and get him the hell out of here. And get somebody in here that can play. That's my thoughts on Ziggy Ansah and him being deactivated once again today. 28-14 Seahawks over the Lions today. Lions dig themselves a 14-point hole at the half. Couldn't bounce back. Got to within 14. Had it inside the red zone. And Stafford throws an interception that ends the game. Running game couldn't get going today. And, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to skin this cat today. I want to get to some of your comments. <clears throat> um, let's go to the Facebook page. Then you can comment on anything that I post on there on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Uh, join the fun, uh, please. And I'll give you, uh, I'll read some of the comments from some of you, the fans, and some of the listeners here on Locked On Lions, which we always appreciate you guys for chiming in and everything else uh, as we do the post game pod here on this Sunday into Monday. Uh, as far as some comments from you guys, let's do it. Uh, Clayton Pickin, this is embarrassing. Seattle is on a different level. David Arlo, just brutal per usual. 
Chris Ball. I haven't seen someone get lit up as bad as Tease Tabor since the first Rage Against the Machine album cover. Tease Tabor isn't a good player. He's a bust as a second-round pick. He didn't know where the football was all day. And then there was the one where that, that David Moore, what's his name? Is it David Moore? Yeah, David Moore tipped the ball to himself. If Tabor even follows the football, it's an interception. He, he, got, he got picked on all day, and you can't tell me that Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and that Seattle staff, they, they knew where he was on the field at all times. More, more four catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. 90. Uh, Aaron Hauser, this is how we stack up against a healthy team. Rick Birch, only the Lions can make a quarterback look like the next Messiah. Perfect day for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is pretty darn good, though. He is pretty darn good. Ivory Jackson writes, Matt, it just really boils down to the run game. Detroit can't do anything or can't do it and can't stop it. Lions getting bullied in the trenches on both sides of the ball, plain and simple. And with Wilson and his skill set, that spells problems for a Lions team that is a very average secondary. Behind Slay and an okay loss, and they have nothing. It's a long post from Amir uh, from Ivory Jackson who also says the Amir fumble didn't help at all. Joshua LeClaire, SOL, was due for a comeback. We knew the, we knew the SOL thing was going to come back. Daniel Vergun, turnovers are the main reason it's not a tie game. Uh, TZ Chang, that fake punt, LOL, unbelievable. Anybody that thinks that Pete Carroll was trying to run up the score or thumb his nose at the Lions is 100% incorrect. The Seattle punter, Michael Dixon, grabbed the football at the end of the game and tiptoed the end line to waste some time, and then he was going to take a safety. Then he rolls to the right, and he sees open field and just runs for a first down. Like, that was unbelievable. Only the Lions are given two points and won't take them. Given two points and wouldn't take them. Gosh, was this frustrating today. A terrible performance. And now what do the Lions have to do? they got to go to Minnesota. And Minnesota playing on uh, Sunday Night Football tonight uh, against the New Orleans Saints at home. Man, was that miserable today. Just miserable. Your thoughts on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page as well. Let me give you my game balls. I'm handing out two because that's all that there are. There aren't there aren't three game balls today. First one goes to Marvin Jones. Seven catches, 117 yards, and two touchdowns. He was spectacular today. Made some big catches. Uh, had the 39-yard touchdown. Um, I like the way Marvin Jones played today. He was targeted 10 times. About what you expect from Marvin. He's a really good football player. He was one of the lone bright spots today for your Detroit Lions. Also today, and we haven't mentioned him yet, I thought Damon Snacks Harrison did all he could. The question is, where was he all day? When Snacks Harrison was on the field, Seattle couldn't run. But it's like he didn't play enough. He had seven solo tackles today, a sack, and two tackles for a loss. But I didn't think he played enough snaps in the first half, especially in that second quarter. Where's the stat that I saw about Snacks Harrison? Uh, hang on, I'm going to get it for you. Because I think he's going to make a big difference. And kudos to the Lions fans. They they saw when Snacks was in the game and they announced him and they gave him a huge round of applause. He is going to be a big-time contributor for this football team. I don't, I don't think there's any question about it. But I saw a stat. I think it was Justin Rogers from the Detroit News 
put out a stat about Snacks Harrison. Harrison was on the field for nine run plays in the first half. Seahawks gained 29 yards, including 10 on an end-around locket. When Snacks was not on the field, 10 runs gained 66 yards. Mm. Oh, and Ed Dixon caught a touchdown pass. He of the big game against uh, the Lions last year at Ford Field with Carolina when he went for a buck 75. We need more Snacks on that defensive line. 28-17, 28-17, Seahawks over the Lions. That's our post-game pod for today. Sunday, October 28th. Lions at 3-4. and four. Go to Minnesota next Sunday. We'll have more thoughts as the week progresses right here on Locked on Lions. Thanks for listening.